this is coming from our heart. This is not coming from somebody asking us to do this. We believe that this is one of the most important conversations we can have right now. We want to invite you on a journey. Yeah, absolutely. A conversation. Um, you know, this isn't just for us. What can Mars and Family Video teach us about resilient child discipleship? That's the conversation oh, for today. We are in Resilient Chapter 2 today, and we are going to have in just a moment a special, uh, special guest from Traverse City uh, to join us. And yeah, looking forward to the time together. Yeah, don't go anywhere. In fact, we would love it if you would uh, grab some of your buddies, your friends, your coworkers, those you're serving with, pull them in. Uh, let them know what's going on here. Real quick, as we always do, just want to get this out of the way, want to run through some some things just by way of introduction. Uh, we are live streaming both on Facebook and YouTube. We are live streaming over on my YouTube channel, Thinking Out Loud with PJ. So uh, if you are on Facebook and didn't know that, we have a playlist there. So if you're new and you want to catch the other live streams we've done, you can go there. There's a playlist there. So wanted to throw that out there. Uh, also, for those of you who may not be connected with Scott, you can find Scott on Awana Northern Michigan on Facebook. So look him up. He would love to have you be a part of that. And then, of course, if you are brand new or uh, maybe you found this, somebody shared this, we would love it if you would like our page. Uh, we are trying. We, we kind of had a busy month. Yeah, know? it's gotten kind of busy. There yeah, so we're going to, we promise we're going to get better at posting on there. We really want the conversation to go on through the month there. But also, if you're over on YouTube, on my YouTube channel watching, I would invite you to just jump on Facebook and search a Resilient Conversation with Scott and PJ and give us a like or a follow. We would appreciate that. Awesome. Awesome. And again, this is a conversation, right? We've we mentioned this several times. It's not just for, you know, PJ and I. Uh, we want to invite you into this conversation uh, here in Resilient and look forward to just really engaging. This is an engagement. You know, we're going to be asking questions. We're going to, you know, really want you to, you know, put your comments and information in the chat. And Well, we've said it many times. Yeah. We are not experts. Oh, no. No, we, we just want to help kind of bring a place for you guys to have this conversation and then and then kind of just if we can guide it. But, uh, hey, last week or last, yeah, last week, last, last month, month, there were uh, several just great, uh, great comments that were dropped that, that really helped guide the conversation. So we want you to know that's, that's what we're looking for here. So if you're out there, if you're watching, uh, I know we have a, just a few of you on right now, but Hey, let us know where you're watching from. Um, and we would appreciate that. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Well, to start us off, we have a special guest with us uh, today from Traverse city. We have Jim and Rita Robinson. They are one ministry directors AMDs in, at uh, Calvary Baptist Church. I'm sorry, East Bay Calvary Baptist Church. <laughs> East Bay Calvary. I might be that wrong. But anyways, uh, and they're also mi- uh, a part of uh, our ministry team uh, here in Northern Michigan as a WANA missionary. So they serve alongside us and just an incredible resource. And uh, I go to them with questions often. And uh, so thanks for joining us, guys, and just look forward to spending just a couple moments with you and to glean some of your wisdom so yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, hey, just a question to start us off. Obviously, COVID right has thrown some curveballs, and what I had heard from you guys that did something unique 
there in March last year. Uh, you guys tried something, right? And I, I want to just hear what you guys did and how that went. Go for it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> He's going to let me lead. Um, anyway, uh, when we did get uh, get our shutdown, we decided that we were only like um, – actually like six weeks out, I think, from finishing up um, our Awana year. And so um, we had, or we asked, I should say, ask our Awana leaders if they would um, take care of their kids, their clubbers, have that personal relationship with them over the phone oh, and yeah. encourage them to be working on their verses and all of the stuff that they would need to go through to learn exactly what those verses meant and everything. And so we were actually able to get um, 34 of our 52 uh, wow. clubbers wow. through their, through their books last year. And uh, we've, this year we were able to actually start up in person, but we do still have four clubbers that are doing online. Okay. So are not online, but are, uh, uh, leader is contacting them. So uh, at least they're following through. Yeah. So that's great. So you kind of continued that in some way. And, you know, I remember hearing that uh, you guys were doing the phone calling thing and that, that really relational thing that yeah. is so needed today, mm -hmm. right? I mean, a kid getting a phone call, right? right. They love it. <laughs> they love it. And so that's great. You guys have done that. And again, doing something in the midst of a pandemic, right. you know, and that's kind of what we keep talking about is ensuring that, you know, we're doing something. And to continue yeah. to make resilient yeah. disciples. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for that. Now, well, can yeah, I ask you ahead. a question, oh, yeah, quick, ahead. Scott? I, I'm curious. Do you have any leaders that have now continued that, even though you're back in person, just because they see the value in that relationship? As far as contacting clubbers at home? Yeah. Okay. Um, some of them um, have been keeping track i mean they will call their kids or they definitely make sure that they're doing birthday celebrations okay. and yeah. things like that good so they really try to keep that um uh, relationship going with their clubbers good well and that's a model too that whole loving caring adult yeah. right and yeah. I, I love that and i love hearing that that um, maybe it's beyond just the wednesday night you know yeah well i think mm -hmm. that's really the the thrust of our conversation through the whole book right, right. it's really connecting on a level more than just a, a wanna or whatever yeah. you're meeting with the kids so that's yeah. great to hear you guys that that is that some of that is going and i think we all could learn a little bit about that and 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 connect and see that hey we we got to go beyond uh, to make resilient disciples fill the gap really the church is filling a gap mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and so yeah thanks for Thanks for that. So, um, you guys had, did you guys get a chance to get in chapter two? Anything you gleaned from the second or third time we've read chapter <laughs> <Okay>. two? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. How, uh, any, any takeaways that just stood out to you or things you wanted to share with us today? Well, one, one thing that I've noticed this year, when we started back, we had a lot of parents that wanted their kids back in Awana and the kids have just been so eager to be at Awana. It's like um, Valerie said at the beginning of that chapter, they mm. were running mm, right. back to church. Ah. And um, so it has it it has been so good because the kids have been staying staying up with their with their books and their memorization and things like that. And it's just really neat to see that. Plus they're developing closer relationships mm. with 
the kids that they're with mm, mm-hmm. and also with their leaders. So that is it's just really a very positive thing. That's great. That's great. Yeah, there's there's no question of what the kids really blossom in that setting. You know, they love the interaction. You know, they even love the the. Uh, I, I tell all of them that my spiritual gift is harassment, so I make a point of harassing <laughs> each and every one of them. So. Jim. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And that and that's neat to to hear that. You know, I think that that idea of you know, building a, a, a belonging and the right. book's going to talk more about that. It sounds like you mm-hmm. guys have built that in your, in your club and with the relationships that, man, they're just running. They want to yeah. be a part of what's happening there. And we, we, yes. we pray that that continues, you know, throughout into the high school years into college. And so you're building a framework right now yeah. uh, for that belonging uh, within the church. So that's, that's just incredible. Well, we thank you. Yeah. Oh, it's good yeah, to hear. Everything in that chapter is good. Well, so we'll maybe this is a good time to say this. Scott and I were talking about this yeah. for, for everybody else watching as well. Uh, this probably our goal was a chapter a month, but I think we're this is probably not going to get finished this this today. We're probably going to have to talk about it some next month as well, or maybe later on in the month. Which well, there's just we so do. much to there's just so, so much, much to unpack. Yeah, you know, so much really to 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 bring out, and it really sets the stage with us to understand what the future might look like. Yes. You know, to kind of project right. and to, to, to understand that, hey, we've, we've got to do something different. Uh, mm-hmm. we've, got, we've got to really be creative and do some of the things that you guys had talked about with, you know, making phone calls and trying to continue that relational piece uh, beyond just the time we have with the kids. Because I think we did the math, right? It's like 50 some odd hours At a year. best. Yeah. At best. 50 hours yeah. a year that we have these kids in, a, in, in, in Awana and maybe in Sunday morning too in different times. But is it enough? Is it enough? Right. You know, and that's what we're going to talk quite a bit about today. Um, so, yeah. Well, and I love hearing about the phone call because, what you know, obviously what, what we're wanting people to do in this forum is to share those ideas because, you know, for you guys in Traverse City, the phone calls work great. Maybe somebody else says, man, I, you know, phone calls don't really work for us, but here's what we're doing. And then somebody else is like, man, I never thought about something as simple as just picking up the phone and calling the kids. Yeah. So yeah. it's great to have, you know, just see what people are doing. Well, and if I can add one other thing, some of the parents actually videoed their child saying the verse. Oh, cool. And then they would take pictures of the completed paperwork um, that the child was doing. But, you know, I also noted that um, during, during the shutdown, our church had people calling a certain number of, of um, members. And it was really amazing how even the adults really liked having those phone mm-hmm. calls, you know, to, to know that somebody was thinking of them, you know, at least on a weekly basis. So it, that was really neat too. Yeah. Well, God has made us to be relational people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is, yep. if it's not, any, if, it, if it wasn't evident now before it, it surely is now, right? right? We've really experienced that. So, yeah. Oh, well, then we didn't, I mean, you and I commented on that, just the two of us, right? We kind of got in the habit of meeting regularly. We'd have lunch together. Yeah. And then we were shut down. We ended up finally getting to Zoom and saying, man, this is, we got to get back together. <laughs> that's so, right. Yeah. 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 We're just wired that way. And and again, that's great though, because that's the community God wants us to build in his church. Yeah, that's right. 
Well, good. Well, hey, thank you guys so much. We we got a lot to jump into today, and love for you to join and to comment as we're we're going along. Jim and Rita, thank you so much. Yes, and the work you. that you're doing. I mean, think of the kids that are being impacted by you guys. I know you've been ministering for such a long time. I'm how, I'm like, how long, by the way, if you don't yeah, mind my asking. There we go. Um, I think for me, it's been, um, almost 36 years. Praise the Lord. She has two years more than I have. (laughs) Does she hold you to that? (laughs) I had a break whenever I was working away on uh, the weeknights that it was going on. Okay. Gotcha. Well, I I love that because, in fact, this morning as I was just spending some time in prayer and praying for God to allow us to see fruit in in some different ministries, I was, you know, I was just reminded that Scripture tells us to be faithful, Mm. right? It's not always those big, you know, you didn't go to to Awana every Wednesday night and have some big major thing happen, but over the years you can look back and see uh, some amazing things God has done, and uh, and, and that's, man, that's encouraging, and... uh, I wouldn't doubt that you probably have stories, Jim Rita, of people coming back to you and, you know, hey, you had an impact on my life. And that's just, <laughs> it's just really neat to to see that uh, with the, those number of years. I mean, there's probably a Scott Connor out there that you guys had invested in, right? And uh, in the Lord. So that's really neat. Yeah, that's praise special. The Lord. Well, thanks so much for giving us your time and, and being a part of this. All right. Well, you guys take care. Okay. Uh, thank you. <laughs> oh, that was right, fun. There we go. Great folks. Yeah, that's, I, uh, I just, I absolutely love to see, um, uh, just, uh, I had that, I have a lady that just, uh, from my home church, she just now um, kind of retired. They had a retirement party for her, and she has, she was teaching the, um, I believe it was the toddlers, so when I was just right. little, I was in her class, and all over the world, our pastors and missionaries that would look back and say, you know, mm. Mrs. Anthony had yeah. an impact in my life. Yeah, and so, you know, kudos to all you leaders that are investing your time uh, in the, with these kids because you, what you're doing is important, and it yes. it, it has a, a lasting impact in the lives of these kids and, and communities uh, across the country. So that, that is just awesome. Yeah. Well, shall we jump into it, Scott? I think Let's we shall. We are in chapter two. I uh, hope you have your book with and you had an opportunity to, to parouse it a little bit. Um, we're going to just dive into this. You know, we asked a question at the beginning, what what can Mars and Family Video uh, teach us ab- about resilient child discipleship? And we want to talk a little bit about that because yes. if we're coming from chapter one, chapter one really, you know, set the stage for what is 2050, right? And what does it mean to be resilient and what does resilient child discipleship look like? And then it it kind of ended the chapter. We really get to talk about this last time with Ed Stetzer, and he mm-hmm. he really put together a, a a chart that talks about the gap, the gap that that is is growing between convictional Christians and culture. Yes, and, and how mm-hmm. the the kids are going to be standing alone in, in their adult in their adult world, and uh, and then so this chapter kind of continues that, but then starts to dive into okay, well, what does a what are these seismic shifts that we're seeing in culture, right? At, what, what are these different areas so that the, the uh, book really dives into that? But and, yeah. and I think it's important, you know, and on the uh, thumbnail that we did, I asked that question. Basically, you know, I, it really stuck out to me in the chapter is if, if we are not an active church, if we are passive, what is that going to do to us in an active culture? Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. And so uh, family video. I mean, okay, so I don't know about you, <laughs> right? I am missing, I'm going to miss the days 
walking through family video and finding those dollar Did you steal rentals. that, Scott? Uh, I was, I, I asked for it. Okay. I All right. <laughs> I was given it, uh, but that was from our, our local family video there in Cadillac. And, um, you know, that day is gone, you know, yeah. where you Friday evening, like you mentioned Friday evening, getting some candy and taking the, you know, the kids to the family video and be picking out a, a video to take home to, to watch and rent. movie night. Yeah. yeah my kids gone. will not live through that. They will they not, they won't, they, they won't understand, understand it. That. No. no. And, and, and so what can we learn from family video? You know, um, I know, but we, we bought some movies from there. And I, I tell you what, I, I still got, I go into my room in our living room and there's a couple of those uh, VH or those DVD cases. And it's like, I kind of get nervous because it's like, oh, shoot, did I forget <laughs> I something? To, yeah. Did I forget to take those back? Yeah. But but what can we learn? I mean, obviously, it's uh, videos, uh, consumption has gone digital, right? I mean, obviously. Right. You know, but so I think we'll talk about this a little later. There's benefits to change as well. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you just you talked too. about it. You said, you said I walk in and I have some sort of you know kind of anxiety that I have not, <laughs> I haven't returned those movies. Um, we and, I, and my family, if I rent a movie, I you know I, I used to go to those what are they the Red Box or whatever, right. and yeah. because you can get them so cheap. And then I realized that what I would do is I would rent them for the dollar fifty or whatever it is, and then I, they'd sit at my house. For so many days that yeah, you almost could have bought the video. I could almost bought yeah. it. So what we do at our house is if we're going to rent a video, we just go on Amazon or, or something like that, and we pay the the three four bucks to rent it from them because it returns itself. Yeah, right. <laughs> so there's benefits. I mean, we we love that ability to just you know, and it's nice a nice snowy night. I see here by the way, most people are watching from northern farther north than us. Yeah, we are in just north of Grand Rapids is where we're. Well, coming we to have you somebody from. from Florida, and then we've got everybody Lake Ann, <laughs> Cadillac, Traverse City, and then somebody fortunate enough to be in Florida. Hi, Sheriff Williams. Glad to have you here. Um, so That's my awesome. point is, my yeah. point is, there's nights when it's snowing like crazy, and you don't want to go out, but right. you want to watch a movie. It's great to just sit on the couch, click the button, right, and uh, and rent the movie. But what did Family Video not do? Mm, they didn't keep up with the times, right? They didn't project. They, they said, oh, people are always going to come yeah. to our store and, buy, and rent a video. That, right? When we did. things started going digital, yeah. we thought that's never, never we're gonna. never going to go all digital. And so they didn't grasp that and fully understand what that future culture is going to be like. Right. And because of that, they failed. Right. On the other side of that, Netflix, they, they saw that. And now Netflix has gone from just a, a video rental to streaming to now spending millions of dollars to produce their own movies. I mean, right. think about, they've seen that. Yeah, and they've taken advantage of it. Yeah. And that's been good for... So for what them. does that mean for the church then? What can we learn from that, Scott? Well, you know, we can learn that we need to adequately project what that future culture is going to be like. Yeah, you know, Especially we're we thinking can. of our kids, and we're talking about 2050, mm-hmm. you know, make resilient child disciples. And because there's going to be a day where I believe that we've already seen such a dramatic shift in our culture, and the book was going to talk about that. We'll start diving into some of those things here soon. But the the reality is, is that culture is going to be drastically different mm-hmm. than today, right? Yep. Uh, it's got, it, it, you know, family video won't survive. And, right. and, and are, are we preparing our kids today to live and thrive in that culture right. of tomorrow that's going to be largely against them. So the personal then question is, and you and I talked about this, obviously scripture tells us, Jesus says, I will build my church. We know that the, the universal church will, will never die. Correct. However, local churches, and it's in this chapter, right? Local churches are closing weekly. So now the question is, as you're watching, you're listening, you're thinking about your local church, are we projecting enough? Are we, are we building for the future 
now, right? right. There was a there was something in there about you know if we're building for the future is is starts it's, in the it's present today. We have to yeah. do it now. Yeah. So are we are we going to take the the Netflix route or are we going to take the the family video route? Correct. Correct. And then to go beyond that, I mean, we, okay, what is, what can we learn from Mars? Cool. Now you think Mars, like why, why are you bringing Mars in this conversation? <laughs> okay, so I am a I am kind of a space uh, guru or freak or techie, whatever you want to call it. I, I like space, so I'm a I'm a chaplain in the Air Force, and I go down to Patrick Air Force Base, and we rock we launch rockets all day long. It's so much fun, and I, and I I always grew By up the way, that way. Were, I was going to ask you, were you anywhere near the SpaceX one when it launched? SpaceX? Oh yeah. Yeah, actually. So did you see the big explosion and everything? Oh, uh, several it, years ago? It, no, just, yeah, I think it was while you were down there in Florida, they launched one. Didn't and explode. It, and it fell back. There. It didn't land right Oh, 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 that was on the ocean. Yeah, it didn't land in the barge. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they missed the barge. Oh, this one was on land. I'll have to show you. He oh, okay, okay, okay. the whole thing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I thought I Rabbit was gonna, trail. I thought I was going to get a cool story <laughs> for you, but Scott didn't. No, see no, it. no. I was I was actually sleeping in my room uh, this last time, and I could hear like I could hear miles away this thing launching. Anyways, so Mars, like, okay, I get a little fascination with this kind of stuff. Now, granted, we're talking about colonizing Mars someday, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, you know, while I think that's there, that's a futile attempt, right? It's not a there's no nothing to gain out of it, but what does it take to get somebody to be thrive in Mars mm. in Mars environment? You so know, we're talking future is really talk- so keeping yeah. our making sure we're understanding where this illustration is going. Exactly right? right. And so, how long does it take to get ready to to be able to put a person on Mars to land them on Mars right. and 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 know that environment? Right. Right. What does it take? Well, it takes a lot. You were just in Houston. Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago, I got the privilege of I was in Houston for a wedding, and so uh, we went and visited the um, the space center down there. Yeah, and uh, and that was just the coolest thing. And they walk you through there, and I'm sure you saw it. I mean, there's this whole program, billions of dollars, billions, yeah, put into just getting to Mars, right? Yeah, not even. Well, not first even, you got to get to the moon, right? And learn about that, right? And oh, right. we can actually do this. And yeah, you have you have people that have invested their time, their resources, millions of, of taxpayers, and hours. and you know it, it's brought us our cell phones, right? Right. It's it's done some in, right. you know, incredible things, and it's 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 neat. But but what is it? It takes a lot, a lot of an investment, right? Intentional investment. intentional investment. Yes. Right now, they're trying to figure out what suit to wear on the Martian uh, on Mars. Right. Like, what what's going to be the best? And so they, they, you know, there's a rover that just landed on Mars just the other day. And they're, you know, checking out the soil, the, the temperature, and figuring all this out to pre- for what? To prepare us to be able to go there and be there right, and, but, and thrive. But let's not miss that that rover didn't just end up there. Oh, no. They, they put all kinds of money and investment and, and man hours into just building this rover, right? It's steps. Right. And so what does it have to do with child discipleship, right? Well, I th- it's very much the same. Are we doing enough today— to prepare our kids to thrive in a culture that we right. don't know, the Mars of 2050, right? Are we willing to make that investment? Are we willing to make the investment? And are we willing to even ask the questions to, to right. say, okay, well, what is that culture going to look like? Right. Are, what do we need to do now to get the suits ready, to get the spaceship ready, to, to arm them with the tools to thrive in the, mul- the Martian environment of 2050? I mean, right. let's be real. Right. It's going so to be a different world. When everything was falling apart a few a few weeks ago, a month ago, whatever it was, right? When everybody was kind of just feeling like the whole country was falling apart, um, because of this book, because of our ongoing conversation, um, because of my burden for my kids, uh, 
my first thought was not, oh no, what does this mean for me? My first thought was, if this is what life is like today, I can't imagine what life is going to be like for my kids in 2050. I can't imagine what the church is going to have to live through. Well, and I think a lot of us want to, at some level, go back to this. Yeah, the good old days. The good old days, Mm -hmm. right? And and recognize, I I think the reality is, is um, things are changing fast. Yeah. And by the way, Ecclesiastes tells us, I was reading in Ecclesiastes several months back, and I actually had to reread and do a little study I can't tell you the passage right now. You guys can go look that up. And if you want to, drop it in the comments. Yeah. But Solomon actually says it is not wise to think about the good old days. He literally says that. I mean, the King James probably doesn't say it in those words. Right, right. <laughs> but that's what he's saying because uh, the the good days are the days now. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Right. So are we willing to adjust? That's the question. And, mm-hmm. I, and I'd love to ask you guys, what are some things that— Maybe your church has already done to make some adjustments to to th- thrive in this right. new new culture. Uh, and, yeah, we and, just heard yeah. we just heard from from Jim and Rita. Yeah, what they're doing. Um, what are you guys doing? It's different everywhere, and, and it's not just with the kids. I would encourage you that. Um, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But if there's some things you guys are doing, drop them in the comments. We'd love to talk about it. Again, this is an opportunity for us to share what God is doing uh, around the country, really, and and right. how we're preparing. Yeah, and it takes creativity. You know, there's a sense to, I think, people are like, hey, we're going to go back to the family video days. Uh, things are going to come back to normal. Uh, but I think, uh, I don't think there ever will change. No. A lot of the things that we're doing today and some of the things we've made changes for, I think it's going to stick, you know, uh, whether good or bad. Well, see, again, we talked about this, but that's why. I, I believe I've been encouraged. So there's, there's yes, there's good old days. But personally, for me and for our church, we're doing things I never would have done. But I was, I was probably you would say I was forced into them. Right. We as a church, oh, yeah. we're forced into them. Now I understand the value of them. Now I'm excited about them. Um, if there would not have been a shutdown, Scott and I would not be talking to you right now. Oh, right. Because I would have never, I mean, it all kind of just, yeah. again, it was a little by little that led to this. Yep. Yeah. And so here in chapter two, uh, you know, Valerie talks a lot about that, and you mentioned you really a, a, attached to something she said at the beginning there. Yeah, Jim and Jim and Rita mentioned just her her talking about her kids and their excitement to be back in church, and and that's really kind of like a, a letter that she wrote. And on page twenty four, there, uh, almost down to the bottom, she says, "This life blessing, uh, this life blessing of belonging." that is rooted in spiritual community is what I want for them. She says this, this idea that she, they really want to be a part of this church. I want them to want to run away from me and go to Awana. Um, and I just circled there. It is rooted in spiritual community. And that just really struck me. And what we try to do here as we walk through this book, we really want to talk to three different sets or groups of people. We want to talk to pastors, we want to talk to Awana leaders like Jim and Rita, and we want to talk to parents. Um, And so as I read this, my mind went in several places. Number one, as pastors, uh, and this is on me as the pastor, uh, this idea of of spiritual community and being rooted in it, we cannot expect it to thrive if it's just at the kids level or just at an Awana level, right? right? I mean, if you're an Awana leader in, in... you're saying, man, we need this, start at Awana or start in your Sunday school class or start wherever it is. But for pastors, uh, we need to be building this 
uh, for from the top down. This really, to, in order for this to work the way that it should, it needs to become part of our culture. It can't yeah, the just DNA. be a thing we talk about, right? right? The DNA. And and then as as teachers, as Awana leaders, as uh, youth group workers, whatever it is. Again, this idea that, that we've already talked about this morning earlier or this, you know, earlier in our live stream, it's got to be more than the hour a week. We've oh, yeah. got to invest. We've got to spend time with them. We've got to we've got to model for them what this looks like. What does it look like to to live as a resilient Christian? And then, you know, and I'm just touching. I mean, I could talk oh. for hours on each of these. Is, I mean, yeah. I just read this. And, and then, I, then, the, then my thought went to parents, and, and I'm just going to speak transparently from a, from a pastor's heart, but uh, it breaks my heart when I see parents who will put, you name it, other things in front of even just letting their kids be there on Wednesdays uh, for, for Awana. Um, or whatever it is, if we're not building for them and showing them that the church community is is the most important things in their life, and, and we're letting them do a million other things, then where do you think they're going to be in 2050? Oh, right. And I think that that, that value, right, uh, that needs to be placed. Uh, there it is. Thank you, Kim. Yep. And thanks, Kim, for getting that Ecclesiastes 7.10. That's awesome. Yeah. So as, as parents, I think even COVID has helped us to step back from the busyness of life. You know, we don't have the sporting events. You don't have the things that are, uh, that are uh, a, a detraction from uh, family and what's true. So I think there's a sense right now of people reevaluating in the home. Okay. What do we now get reengaged in? Right. Right. And, and at what level? And, uh, yeah, thanks, Sharon, for grandma for uh, gone live streaming, and a lot of churches are doing that, you know. And I don't think they'll ever go back, you know. I think live stream will always be a, f- right. a future looking, you know, future looking thing. So, well, we have continued to Zoom on Wednesday nights, um, not not just for some who might not be comfortable to come. The reality is when it when we do prayer meeting at seven o'clock, uh, there are people who just don't get home from work in time. It's just a struggle for them. Right. But they can come home and sit down and quick jump in on Zoom. All right. We yep. still have a building open and there's people there, but we actually have a TV set up with a camera and and they can see each other. And that question goes to okay, what is not forsaking the assembly? Right. <laughs> I mean right. Right. So right. Well and these are people that this is not their habit. No, 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 no. Church, right. 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 So right. there's there's still community there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So then the question here is, as we keep, and kind of keep keep trudging through this book, I feel like we're trudging uh, in this chapter because there's so much there. Oh, wow. Um, but there's that quote I talked about. Consider this. The present is more than the present. It is the foundation of the future. And so we have to make the present count. Right. And I, and I, I just I see so often this idea that, you know, um, and, and I hate to keep talking about Awana, because I know we have people watching that are not involved in Awana, but I think hopefully they understand when I say Awana, it, it doesn't matter. It's any realm of youth ministry. But as we, t- as we think about that, you, th- you ask yourself as a leader, how often do you come on Wednesday night or Monday night or whatever night you guys have Awana and you've been working all day and you just really think, I'm hungry, I'm tired, and I want to go home if I can just get through this night. Mm. And so literally that's your thought is I just need to get through this night. So what, what we've done now is we've taken this one hour that we have with them all week, the present, and we haven't 
we haven't redeemed that time. Mm. We haven't we haven't used that. Yeah. We, we've gotten through the the night, but we have not invested in these kids. And that's how we ha- we have to build each each time, each Wednesday, each time we're together has to be building for the future. Yeah. And and having that focus, I've heard of some churches that I've connected with that that actually before they have their club start, they all come together in their small groups and they have time of prayer to kind of refocus their mindset to get a, get them out of that okay what the ha- what has happened in their lives throughout the day mm-hmm. and and uh, and then to shut off the phones and put them in their pockets right, right. i mean that's a challenge yeah. for us adults at times right to to be able to shut that off so what about you guys what are some things maybe that you're doing what would you say that, that maybe it's you personally you say yeah i struggle with that and and when i say that and you say well you know i say that because i was a bivocational youth pastor so i would work 10 hours and then wow. drive you know, drive home from 45 minutes of traffic just in time to walk in the door for right. each group. And then yeah. I have to be engaged. So I understand the struggle. I mean, I was, there was nights where I'm like, I just, I just want to get through this night and go home. I, right. I understand that. So what are some things maybe that you have done or that you can do um, to, to focus your mind? Uh, Scott gave us a, an example here. Is, is there anything that you know of? If so, drop that in the comments. Again, we just want to help each other as we work through this book for sure. Yeah, just to be thinking, and you know the 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 result is, and on page twenty five, chapter two, there, um, Valerie says, that, you know, this tribe of size of four to six year leaders of the church, uh, that they have salt in an increasingly secular culture. The people called to love and shine in a world that is becoming more openly hostile towards their beliefs, their place in the world, and the, and their God. The year twenty fifty, by anyone's guess, is going to be tough on believers in the church. And I think mm-hmm. that's a reality that we've got to face and a reality that we've got to understand. And so what can we do now? What can we do now to prepare them, uh, to get them ready to live in that Martian environment that we don't understand now? Um, so that's a great, great conversation. Um, so again, I think you, you kind of touched on something, Scott, that's, that's near and dear to me as a, um, as a pastor um, we can't, and, and as I'm thinking about this, I'm just thinking about this in the, in the climate that we live in right now with, you know, just kind of some of the unrest and the, the struggles and frustrations. The reality is you and I are probably never going to influence the government at a high level, right. right? And, and, and most people in our church are not. Now there are some people that God has called and they get that opportunity, but what can we influence? We can influence the people that are in front of us. And, and so what we need to do is rather than worry about what the government is or is not doing for us or what other, you know, what's going on, we need to understand this is the culture. So now we just need to prepare our, our people, our kids to be the light, to be the salt, yep. to make that change in their Jerusalem, in the world around them. Right. That's how the world's going to change. Oh yeah, certainly. And so, giving them opportunity to even do that at a young age is not a bad thing. I think, right. you know, it's, it's easy to, from my perspective, it would be easy to, to shelter them, but at some point in their life, they're going to have to stand and make the decisions. And so in, in our home, there have been times, and I think I talked about last time where, you know, my daughters had to take a stand already, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the fifth grade in the sixth grade, it's, you know, where she's, Hey, I don't believe that, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm the only one in this class, but I, that goes against what I believe. 
and in a hostile environment. So, you know, yeah, so preparing them for that, but also allowing them to have some of that uh, opportunity to make those decisions even today, you know, is a part of that. But the church really needs to stand a gap, and I think the chapter talks about that because the home, I mean, I think that's the first part, isn't it? Or no, I think that's the first part. Yeah, screen discipleship, and here we go. Right. Here we go, right? And and we talked about this before uh, we, we met, you know, here live, you know, the idea of screen discipleship. There's a reality that we also have to understand that uh, it's going to be there. Yeah. You've got to meet the there's kids no, where they're at. There's no getting around it. There, no, it, there isn't. I mean. It's it's really weird. So I was just talking to our associate pastor who's who's quite a bit younger than me. Um, and just talking about this idea that when I was in college, and, and uh, I mean, this makes me feel old and I'm not that old, but when I was in college, when I started college, um, there was no cell phones. It, it was, it, 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 I mean, right. there was maybe like a bag phone, you right. know, and my dad had this, like, it was, I mean, he'd use it. It was expensive. It wasn't like we have today. Um, I mean, when the first uh, touch screen came out and you could watch movies, I remember when the iPad came out and I thought, who in the world would use this iPad thing, <laughs> right? And now I can't live without mine, right? right. So th- what I'm saying is the world has changed so much. And, and now now if you have a – if somebody pulls out a flip phone, we're like, what is that thing, you know? Right. And so this idea of screen discipleship, we now live in a world that will probably will, – and will never leave the world where we have the world at, at the tip of our fingers. I was talking to some of our parents uh, just Sunday night, and they said it's so different now because when I'm telling my kid something, he's he is Googling it to see if I'm right. <laughs> wow. As I am, you the know, Google. <laughs> we live in a different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in our home, it's, hey, Google, you know? Yeah. And, you know, to, to learn and to understand the world around us, you go, you go directly to the, the phone. And yeah. that's not always a bad thing. I mean, there's, you know, there's apps and there's, you know, Bible apps and things that we can engage with the kids on and, and have interaction on a larger scale. You know, not all of it is, I mean, we're doing it right today. Right. right. Well, we're and I've said today. that. I've said that. Yeah. So there's two things. There's there's two things with this that we really need to think about. And those two things are, um, number one, as leaders, what can we do to pull them away from the screens? Because right. they need to be away from the screens. Yep. Uh, it was talked about right here in this chapter that it, they're starting to see that it's yeah, mental illness, cognitive and, abilities, yep. and all that. So it's important that they're pulled away from the screen. However, here's the thing. They're going to be on the screen. They're going to be following someone. So who are they following? And and this has challenged me. This is why I have a YouTube channel. This is exactly why I have a YouTube channel. They're going to be on the screen. So why, don't, why am I not there? Right. Yeah. So, so even it. as leaders... Right? How can you be a part of that? How can you be in their Instagram feed? How can you be in their Facebook feed? How can you, whatever it is, you know? Uh, and maybe that means as, as I'm going back to Juana, or leaders or Kidman leaders, what, however it is, or parents, is be involved in that world even though you don't understand it. Right. right? Figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. Make it work. Build a, build a you know, a, a Facebook uh, uh, profile. And, and just why? Just so you can have that engagement with your kids in that world that they're in. Right. You know, I mean, that may be for leaders, well, right? Here's, here's why this is so important, too, because I would come to church and I would talk to my kids and I would challenge them about something that they did during the week. Well, right. You know, what do you think the Lord would think about that? How did you know I did that? <laughs> yeah. Because you put it on <laughs> Hello. Facebook. <laughs> Hello. But now I yeah. have an opportunity to speak into their life about something they would have never even told me about. If you were, Yeah, if you weren't there, you wouldn't know it, right? Right. 
And uh, so as leaders, you really can. Yeah. Tell what's well, going the impact. On. I mean, we haven't talked a lot about that, but building be building community within your church through Facebook, right? You know, and a want maybe your wanna kids. You build a, a small group. Mm-hmm page or something that you could right. have a, just a continual engagement and, Hey, how's your day going? And, 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 you know, messenger. Now I know Facebook's even kind of becoming old. I mean, <laughs> right. I'm like, Oh but it's no. It's still there and it's still yeah. powerful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the plane uh, back from coming back from my uh, trip to Florida for the air force. And I was sitting next to a 20 or 23 year old. And I was like, Whoa, we're in different worlds. It was yep. like a, an eye opener for me to yeah. understand that there's a different mentality. Mm-hmm. And so for us to understand and be able to help them, we've got to find out where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. So again, getting out of the good old days, I think that's something that I've appreciated. We are in the process and I don't think you guys have heard it. Um, they've been pretty quiet for us, but uh, you might hear some construction sounds um, going on, but we're in the process of, of trying to remodel and, and freshen up our church and what I have appreciated is, as the majority of our people have said, look, there's a new generation coming. We have that generation in our church. This is going to be their church. Let's let them, you know, we're not doing anything drastic, but, you know, um, we, you and I talked about it this morning. There's yeah. going to be a day that we don't print bulletins. And I know there's some people from my church going, I need yeah. those. Well, we're not going to quit now, but there's going to be a day because we already print half as many and we email them, right? Because during the shutdown, we realized that that works great and it saves us money. People yep. like it, but there's just a whole different world out there in the way we do things. It doesn't mean we're compromising the important things in scripture. It means that we are trying to reach people where they are. Well, hey, I want to pull in some things here. Now, Chris and Cheryl, you talk about relationship building and mm-hmm. Cheryl's talking about how they, uh, you know, they have food for their the families before before uh, the, before their Awana and building that fellowship mm-hmm. and community, those are great ideas. Those are incredible, and that's that's an investment. I mean, right. it costs money to. Yeah, put, but what better way? To, number one, your leaders now have a minute to breathe. Exactly, and just spend some fun time with the yep. kids and the families. Families connecting and be able to shut down that barrier right. of the world that they have, and you know, and and certainly, well, I think yeah. every church, every person watching would say one of the goals of our Awana ministry is not just to reach the kids, but to pull in parents. Right. So what better way to do that? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's a great idea. And those natural relationships, Chris, Pastor Chris is talking about, uh, that is important. Yes. Uh, building those, those relationships, uh, within, you know, so my wife is in TNT, uh, mm-hmm. with his truth and training in Iwana and, um, you know, like the third, uh, third through sixth grade or whatever. Right. Okay. And these kids are thriving for relationship. Wow. Yeah. You know, because they're, they're doing the phone thing or maybe they don't have a solid family home. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they're thriving. They're just eating it up. When my wife actually invests in their life and does that relationship that, Mm -hmm. that, that life on life we've talked about before. Right. And I think that is an important uh, point, an important key to really you know, furthering this relationship and, and, and building resilient child disciples. I really do. It's that relationship. Maybe, maybe I don't want this to come, come across wrong, Uh-oh. but when I switched from senior pastor to youth pastor, one of my favorite things was that I didn't have to go to all this stuff all the time. Oh, I mean, I still do I, once in a while. And I loved it when I did it because I love those kids. But I made it a point. My wife and I would be at, I mean, we were at band concerts. We were at Christmas programs. We were at all those things, 
right? Because for two reasons, we wanted the kids to know we cared about their lives, right? And then that that always went so far with the parents because here's here's PJ and Amy, and they're sitting here watching my kid, and my kid matters to them. So you're you're building relationships on both sides of that, both with the kids and with the parents. Um, and then, of course, just all the other things. But we just made it a point to, right. to try. If we if we could at all be at any sort of a recital or a football game or anything like that, we were there. And that and that speaks so much to the kids that they're more apt to listen mm-hmm. and 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 follow follow you and as your example because you know what you care. That that you know loving caring adult is a, is an important piece. Kind of getting off track a little bit, but not so much. Well, we're talking about screen discipleship, and I know we're we're moving into our time here certainly, as well. So I know you know we'll have more time to pick up on on other things. But uh, wow, this uh, average daily screen usage, wow, yeah. was that shocking? Uh, just looking at that, fifty minutes oh. fifty minutes a day uh, for zero to eight years old, six hours for eight to twelve years old a day. And then for nine hours for teenagers, you know, because they're doing it at school, they're doing right. it at home. Like, we struggle that in our own home. We, right. we shut. We we have times where we shut it down. And we know we have a noticeable difference in in our kids' behavior. Yes. Right. For whatever reason, when they have the tablets and things going on, like mm-hmm. they're grumpy. Right. <laughs> they're just grumpy. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, yeah. It's so. And then you take it away, and there's almost like a period of time where they've got to kind of re withdraw from. Yeah. It, right? Yeah. Because. Yeah. But are we any different? You're right. I, the, no. the thing that I yep. hate the most about my iPhone yeah. is, the, is that dumb thing that tells me every week how much I how much time I've spent on it. Oh, you look at that? I, I, <laughs> I haven't figured out how to shut it off. That's too it's convicting, man. Yeah, it is. But seriously, I mean, now, and again, it's you know, I'm on there for email, and yeah, again, it though it just shows Some how of its ministry. Some, it shows yeah. how much our lives have changed because now I. I mean, do I have to have to be on there? No, but it's. I mean, I conduct a lot of business and ministry. Right. On my phone now. Well, then they've proven different... they've proven that it's it's addictive. Yeah, uh, you know those dopamines and pheromones and stuff that you get. Yeah, I've noticed in my own time. I'm like I I've got my phone sitting over there and I'm sitting. It's quiet. I'm like, I have like this attraction to pull, pick it up and to use it. And yeah. it, it I don't know. I'm like I fight it. And I'm like no. I'm gonna leave if, that thing down. If I'm sitting doing nothing, my my hand goes for my pocket. And I've noticed that a lot because when we were in Florida, I mentioned we were both busy. Uh, we both had some opportunities. Um, Scott was in Florida for uh, the yep, Air, Force, Air Force, and then also got to take his daughter on a trip, and we got a little vacation. And on that vacation, my phone got ruined; it got wet, and I went through a couple of days that <laughs> I didn't have a phone. But you know how many times I reached in my huh. pocket? Yeah, I could still get phone calls because I have a watch. You know, and that's again that's the, <laughs> that's the day we live in, right? Yeah. Right. So I could text people and call people, but I couldn't check Facebook. I couldn't just pull out and mindlessly do whatever it might be. Anybody else there with us on this? I mean, are we alone uh, in in this idea of, you know, how technology is really embedded in everything and the screen discipleship? Do you see it with your kids? You know, this is is an important conversation because it's not going to go away. No. So how do we, as parents, how do we... Uh, disciple our kids through that? And then as leaders, how do we disciple our kids through that? And I don't think there's a one answer to that. You know, I think that's different for everybody. Uh, And and I'm trying to, okay, well, what is Twitter or TikTok? Like, I don't have accounts in those areas, but that's where sometimes the kids are now. Right. It's these new things. And and I was talking to that 21-year-old on the plane. It was like, this is where she's at. And I'm like, whoa. Well, and I I think you have to have purpose. For me, I, I have chose not to be on there. And it's a little different for me too. 
And that being a YouTuber now, it sounds weird to say that, but being a YouTuber now, you are more uh, exposed to that stuff. And the, and as far as growing my channel, there's value in being in those other places. However, I just don't have the time to do all that stuff. So I'm not going to do all that stuff, right? So um, uh, I just have made it a point for me. I'm not going to get into TikTok. I see some of my YouTube buddies doing that and right. trying, to, trying to just getting exposed However, if you're a parent, if you're a, a leader, and that's where your kids are, I mean, should be we there need to learn that stuff. Yeah, 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 we do. Well, hey Scott, we are getting down to the end of it, and we didn't even hardly touch this chapter, and we warned you of that earlier. So let's let's maybe land the plane here. Let's end it up here, and we will pick it up later. Yeah, certainly. Um, and again, this whole conversation, the, uh, the whole resilient thing, is to answer that question or ask that question. Are we doing enough to prepare, adequately prepare our kids to thrive in a culture that's largely against them? And I'm going to keep mentioning that because it, we need to keep asking that question. You know, are we doing enough? What are some things we need to do? And how do we need to change to, to prepare them for the Mars environment, the Martian environment they're going to live in in 2050? Yeah. And I think that's a question we all need to really wrestle with, whether you're, you're a pastor, a parent, uh, a leader in, in your club or in your church, you know, ask that question. How are you doing enough? What, what are some things that you could adjust your ministry uh, to engage with the kids and to, and children and, and youth and, and families really, yeah. uh, but, but primarily to prepare them. I mean, I think we mentioned it before, uh, Muslims and Islams, they, they understand this. Yeah. Right. I right. mean, they're building schools. So their kids, you their, know, their kids can free, yeah, education. free education to their kids to, yeah. they understand that it takes time. It, it mm -hmm. takes work to, to truly disciple and to embed them in that culture because in that community and, and we need to do a better job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just before we quit here, a couple of comments that popped up here that we'll just mention as, as we quit here, some ideas here, you know, we need to, TJ says we need to make, the screens we want the children to see and mm. use and, and and use and be, want them to be more exciting than those they find interest in, especially when we do a one on Zoom. And I, that's a great point on two levels. Number one, that's what I kind of why I said I'm on YouTube, right? If they're going to be on the screen, then I want to be that screen they're watching. Yeah. And then second of all, we need to recognize, and, and I think that I've seen this often in in Christian circles, and you guys would probably agree that when, when we do things as Christians, we kind of say, ah, it's good enough, rather than saying, look, that we are still competing against the world, like it or not, and we need to put a good quality out there. So as best we can, and I know that not everybody can do that. Not everybody has the money or the ability, but do the best you can to give them that, you know, so, what, what they want. So I, maybe should we have, and I'm just thinking out loud here, when it comes to TJ's comment and what you're talking about, should in the church we actually have some sort of training. Oh, yes. Yes. On, on, on technology and using technology, engaging with your kids in technology. I, are we missing something here? Yeah, I didn't. I never expected when I got into YouTube and I've spent because that's the way I feel. All right. And, and maybe some of you guys are saying, well, that's not good quality, but I, I'm learning, right? We're doing the best we can. Yeah, and I've, and I've done a lot. So I have found now that I've had the opportunity to talk to many other pastors about what I'm learning and, and help them because I strongly feel uh, that we need we need that. Man. Well, we, and, you know, as the difference between me, right, I'm 40, 41 now, ugh, and that 20-year-old, right, 
I, I don't know the world she lives in. No. And I need to know that world right. she lives in so I can better engage right. with that mindset. Yeah. And so having the training to understand So TikTok does that mean? And Watch like, YouTube even if you don't want oh, to. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. But I think there's something uh, that, that's important. And for parents, right? For parents to know what their kids are engaged in on and, and, and know how to reach them there and me and understand that system to protect them in some yeah. ways too. Right. I mean, it's, it's real. It's real. Cheryl says parents need to be the examples and put down, put their phones down uh, and enjoy yeah. them. And I love that. I, I mean, when we were on vacation, I really made that a point um, to try my best because there was nothing I was going to do about anything. I was going to learn back right. home anyways. So just enjoy the kids. And to be a transparent in our home, you know, my kids pick on me when I have the phone at the table. Like, okay, that's great. I'm learning from right, them. Like right. they, they see that. Yeah. They see that it takes me away from yeah. time with them. Yeah, that's good, Cheryl. And then we got one more here. I'm trying to, um, Sherry says, I'm trying to get kids together um, to do physical activity like hockey, skating during the week. And get off technology. Oh, my. Yeah. So then she says that. We, we're building relationships, too, when we do that. When I was a youth pastor, I had one hard, fast rule. If we had a youth activity I if, and I saw your phone, I was taking it until the end of the youth activity. Yeah. I Because you guys can text anybody you want all the time. You're here with people. Let's be face-to-face. Let's build those relationships. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Now, Cole, Jay Cole mentioned uh, there's a video there, youth Youth Video Quest. I have not. Yeah, that's his channel. Oh, that's okay, 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 okay. Got. Yep, that's great. So, um, and and that's what he has tried to do is uh, try to teach oh. uh, teens how to how to use. Well, check video, that out. I think is what Sherry, it is. that might be something so, for you there. Um, so anyway, thanks again for watching, guys. We are going to end it here, and then we will pick up in chapter two the next video that we have. Um, We've been talking about some things. We're not going to tell them yet because we don't want to promise it. Yeah, but we're, right. we're trying to be more engaged with you guys. We both have uh, many other ministries that we're doing, and this is in some ways a, a side thing. So uh, we want to make sure that uh, we're doing what we can. Um, and um, But anyways. Yeah, thanks so for we sticking with up. us. Yes, thanks for sticking yeah. with us. Make sure. Do us a favor, by the way. Uh, we want this to grow. Not We want this to grow only because I think you guys understand how important this conversation is. And, uh, and we want more people to be doing what you guys are doing today and sharing these great ideas. So make sure you're sharing this. Talk to your pastors. Talk to your uh, youth leaders. Talk to your parents, whatever it is, and, and get them involved. As we've said before, if you cannot watch this live, that's okay because you can always go back and watch it on Facebook. Uh, the, the recording stays there. You can go to my YouTube channel and find it all there. And also, I have a podcast, Thinking Out Loud with PJ. Just search that. And uh, later on, this will be on there by the uh, in just a couple of days. I can't promise you it'll be on today, but in a couple <laughs> of days, it'll show up there uh, as a podcast. Our last live stream is there as a podcast, if that's what you would rather do. There's a lot of ways to access this. And as always, we want you to use the YouTube page to do the things you're doing today throughout the month. Jump on there and ask questions and throw out ideas, share blessings, prayer requests. We want this to be a community. So we can learn from Mars. So we can learn video. and be ready. Yes. Right. We can learn Absolutely. We can learn and be ready uh, for that future. So, yeah, thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Bye.